Hey, what's up, guys? We are joined today by Jason Wilmot with Haptics. Uh, Jason is a marketing specialist in the digital world. Uh, Jason, thanks so much for jumping on with us today. Yeah, happy to be here, Michael. Thank you for having me today. So we've we've had some conversation, and obviously, I know you've done a lot of uh, guidance. Maybe would be the right word for Company Cam in our early sure. stages with the marketing. And uh, I've come to know you, and you're you're awesome at your craft. Today, I really want to maybe dive into a few things that there there may be buzzwords in the space that you know everybody knows the word and could probably give you a decent definition of it, but I want to dive a little deeper so that we can actually become good at these buzzwords. Uh, let's talk with remarketing or retargeting. We we hear it all the time, and you know it, it's inevitable that when I go and try to find a uh, pair of shoes or something that they're going to follow me around the internet. Um, so we I think we have a concept of it, but let's talk about it from the contractor level. What what can we be doing? Um, let's break that down. Yeah, well that's a that's an excellent. That's an excellent point. Um, and I think you're right insofar as we've all heard of this or we are all familiar with this idea of retargeting and remarketing. And, and I think to give this understanding, what I want to do is provide a little bit of context for you. So the internet, at least as far as I'm concerned, I've, I've been in internet marketing for about five years now. I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars online, helped businesses revenue like millions of dollars through my funnels. And what I want to, what I feel like it's important to understand when it comes to online marketing is it's all about an intent, right? So I, I know that the majority of people listening right now are not running an e-commerce store, but I like, I like to give um, a little bit of context using e-commerce because the intent is always to buy, right? So like you said earlier, you, you look at something online, maybe it's your shoes and then you add it to a cart and then you add your uh, you you add your shipping info, then you add your credit card info, and then you eventually buy, right? So, if if you were to imagine a funnel, so to speak, you could see that at the top of the funnel you visit the website, and then at the next stage you actually look at a product, and at the next stage you add that product to your shopping cart, and then at the next stage you say, hey, I want to buy this, and then after that you say, I'm going to add my credit card, and then uh, after that you add your shipping, and then you buy. And so deep, as we go deeper into the funnel, you just see more and more intent. And so that's kind of really how I am. Um, that's how I learned, uh, learned my chops here online is like working both with e-commerce and then lead-based funnels kind of. And what I saw was a lot of these lead or client-based funnels, we're not using or leveraging intent to its nearest um, or to its greatest ability. And, and like to your point where I feel like um, contractors or, or just small businesses in general leave a lot of money on the table is not understanding where there's intent online. So I know a lot of uh, contractors definitely use Google search because people are searching for, hey, how do I get a new roof? How do I get a new, or not how do I, but like contractors near me or pool builders near me or whatever. So we, we understand that there's intent there and um, that's kind of on the top of the funnel. So people maybe haven't heard about us or anything like that. But what I can tell you where there's way more intent uh, than anywhere else is the people who've already been to your website. I mean, most websites have a contact us page. A lot of people will go to that contact us page, you know, start to fill it out. And then maybe they leave because that's typical, right? We're, we're looking at multiple, you know, for example, um, and I'll come back to exactly what I said. Uh, we had a big hailstorm roll through here. Um, in I think March earlier this year and my roof was damaged uh not damaged just total like the roof the siding the windows at all and so I mean I knew which contractor I was going to use but 
a lot of, you know, my neighbors and whatnot, they, they went online and they looked around. And so when people are looking at other websites, they're shopping, right? They're shopping and they're interested in actually becoming a customer. But like all of us, we've experienced where we, we will abandon a cart or something like that. We're not going to buy the shoes. We're not going to buy the cans, pants. We forgot about it. Something, you know, kind of came up. Well, why we see those ads, why we see those ads in front of us if we went shopping is because we've already displayed a huge amount of intent. And that's where remarketing and retargeting really are wonderful for lead or client-based businesses. You know, if somebody visits your contact us page, you should definitely be spending money on them. You should be putting ads back in front of those people because those people have clicked to your website. They've, they've crawled around. They probably looked at your blog or they've looked at testimonials. They've, you know, they came to the contact us page. They're interested in actually, um, you know, uh, maybe not buying from you, but they're least interested in like, they're probably a really good prospect or lead at this point. And so where a lot of businesses just kind of leave money on the table is they don't even put ads in front of these folks. So they're, they're going to spend money getting people to their website, but they're not spending money on the people who have been to their website. Absolutely. So I think I'm going to just put my contractor hat on because I, like I told you, I'm far from an expert in this uh, mm -hmm. digital marketing world. 100% agree. They, I get them to my website. That's, you know, that's half the battle, if not more. And now the contact us page, we're, we're moving along. We're in pretty good shape. Mm -hmm. How do I put these ads now back in front of these people? What does that process look like? Do I have to have a third party doing that? Is that something that these contractors can learn and grasp themselves? Yeah. So this is where things get a, a bit technical, but I think what the encouraging thing is, is even though it's technical, it's teachable and it's learnable. Like this is definitely something that's, that's um, it's definitely doable if you have like a technical, if you have a website, you can set this up. Like there's no coding required or anything like that. So this is exactly how you would set something up like this. So um, you, you have to have a website first of all, right? That is your, so let me answer your question, Michael, but let me give you a little bit of context. Like the whole idea behind your, your, funnel like you everybody has a funnel whether they realize it or not it starts with your brand it's people talking about you it's the content that you're putting on your website but the whole point of your brand is to drive people to your website and the whole point of your website is to just present people with an offer maybe it's book a phone call maybe it's request a quote like in companies cam it's start a free trial or you know download like it's an action to take and then if they take that action you kind of have to have the proof and we can talk about the proof later on but if they come to your website, what we do is we use these things called a pixel or a tag. Um, it might be called a cookie. So if you have visited a website, they've put something on your browser or on your phone that, that indicates that you've been there. And what I can tell you about cookies and all of this other stuff, it's not like necessarily like an invasion of privacy or anything like that. It's going to help make your internet experience better. And so what a cookie does on your website is it's essentially listening. It's listening to the people who come to your website. And so that gives you a really big, powerful way to only market to the people who have been on your website. So the easiest way to do this is, you know, I'm going to try to make this simple for anybody who's listening, but I'll get a little uh, technical for if there's like digital marketers that are listening as well. So we do this, uh, the way that we put ads in front of people on Facebook and Instagram is through a Facebook pixel. As long as you have this pixel on your website, you can then go out and put ads in front of these folks. How we go out and use YouTube and Google display ads is we have something called a Google remarketing tag. So it's, it's, it takes, 
I mean, it takes approximately maybe an hour of work to get these pixels onto your website. But the advantage is this, whether you're ready to run ads or not, you should be banking uh, or listening to the visitors coming to your website because all of a sudden you're going to have this ability in the future to, to, to remarket to the individuals who've already been there. And all you need to do is just kind of uh, peg them with like a little tag or a little pixel, a little cookie. And that will give you the ability to, to go in. Um, and we can talk a, a little bit more nuance, um, you know, here in a second. So. Absolutely. So that will play on words here. It totally was not my intent to uh, plug Hactics there, but you know, that, that is a good plug for Hactics. Would you recommend that people at least do enough research on, you know, cookies and pixels and retargeting that they have an idea themselves? Or should these guys just go out and find a third party that says, yeah, we can do a great job of this for you? That's a, um, I would say it's all up to, you know, your technical hat that you want to wear. Like, I definitely feel like this is doable. So I'm going to say that you can definitely do this on your own. Why? It's because I've, you know, largely I figured out how to do this on my own. Prior to being internet marketing, I was a, I was an elementary school teacher. I taught for eight years. So being able to like live in this whole world. So I taught fourth grade in computer science to kids. And then I got my admin degree and I ultimately decided like, I want to go in. Um, um, I mean, there's more to that story, but I just had a kid and my wife and I were like, why don't we just hop into this internet, um, you know, this internet marketing space and try to do this entrepreneurial thing rather than, you know, you can always go back and be an administrator. So a lot of the stuff that I've learned, it's online or it's out there. And, and really it just takes, um, I would say a good instructor or a good teacher to tell you kind of how to think about this. And let me reiterate that. Like, I feel like the most important part about all of this is understanding how to think about it. Um, it, it's very easy to go out and watch a YouTube video and to implement it or to copy and paste and all of that. Like, but to understand how to like think through this from the bottom of the funnel up, which is a new kind of way to think for a lot of people, it's, um, um, it's kind of a new way to think. So let me expand on that and I'll answer your question. So I'm a big firm believer of of thinking from the bottom of the funnel up that instead of like thinking like, Hey, how do I just get more leads into my, my website? It's like, well, no, how do I get more sales? Right. Your funnel should be optimized for sales. And so if you can think about who you're selling to first, you're going to remarket and retarget the individuals who come to your website. Like you spend money on the people who are ready to buy. Right. And you spend money on those people first. So you can definitely set up the pixels and all of this on your own. In fact, yes, that's what I teach. And I do have a free course on how to set up your pixels and all of that. However, um, yes, you can hire marketing agencies to do this. Now, I would say this, um, and I'm not, there are some marketing agencies that don't know how to do this. Like what, there are some marketing agencies, like a creative agency, they're really good at creating creative content, right? But maybe they're not good necessarily at delivering it. So I would make sure that, you're, that the marketing agency that you're, you're going to be hiring to do your remarketing is actually running ads and remarketing themselves. That's what I would say more than anything. Um, you want to make sure that somebody is actually practicing what they preach. But yes, you can totally do this on your own. Like I figured it out and I've been able to, to help businesses with that. Um, but I, I'm, more of a, I'm more of a proponent that you can do this on your own. Um, I do feel like your marketing money is always best spent by you. And if you can understand how your marketing money is being spent, then that's great. You could at least set it all up and then you could hand it off to somebody to run to. That's like, there's a lot of different options here. So 
perfect. You're you're the expert in the space, and so I wanted to hear that answer because I'm 100% in agreement there. And I think marketing is such a large term that everybody says, well, if you're a marketing agency, you can just you can do it all, right? And if you don't have an understanding, at least from a basic level of you know, retargeting and the pixels and all of that stuff. If you don't have like the basic understanding of it, you might be hiring a marketing agency thinking you're going to be getting all these great things and they're not delivering on any of them. And so a perfect answer. Um, Thank you for answering it that way. Um, I want to unpack one thing you mentioned there and let's talk through this. So you talked about, you know, the reverse um, engineering of your funnel. So talking, mm. starting at the bottom and working your way up. Let's yeah. unpack that just a little bit. Um, so are we assuming that the bottom of the funnel is a sale? Well, this could be as technical as you want, right? So you could say the bottom of the funnel is actually referrals, Jason. So what I want to talk about, I guess how I want to frame this up is your acquisition funnel. Okay. okay. So this is acquiring a lead or acquiring, yeah, a, a, you know, a potential customer. Yes, yep. there's there's activation or there's retention or there, you know, it's different for contractors because if you're doing a job, then the really bottom of the funnel is you're asking the customer for a referral, right? But I'm not kind of talking about that. I'm I'm more talking about, your how do you automate this acquisition thing so the reason why we always start from the bottom of the funnel which is thanks for bringing this up because this is actually one of the talking points that i really like to think about at the very bottom of your funnel um, is the proof you have to be understand where these people are coming from online because that's going to give you a good indication of where to spend more money online so nobody as far as i'm concerned no business owner is against spending money to make money However, where there's a lot of individuals out there who are just spending money and they have no proof of what's working and what's not. So if you have the capability with digital marketing and you do to prove what is where you're spending money and what's actually creating these things called conversions, uh, then that enables you to spend more money. So before, like, before I ever would spend money on sending more people to my website, I would want to establish these systems of proof. And then after that, I would want to establish systems of tracking. So I can know, you know, if people are coming from Facebook organic or a newsletter or a blog or all of this, I can know who's coming from where. And that enables me to put either more time, money and energy into this. On top of that, I would want to make sure that my retargeting and my remarketing is working before I send people into my funnel because I'm going to be spending money, time, energy, everything getting people to my website. And if they leave, that's okay. I have all of these automation pieces in place in order to kind of bring them back in. And then one of the other components that I would say is at the bottom of your funnel, if somebody opts in, if they say like, hey, yes, I'm interested, they request a quote, they, they schedule time for you to come out. One great idea is to just be dripping people emails in between the, the, the opt-in and the close, right? Everybody knows that an opt-in on your website is not money, right? You have to close them. There's a sale and there's time in between there. And we're familiar with the concept that time kills deals. And so we need to keep this lead warm. And so I prefer to create all of these little components first, even before I ever start sending traffic in so that I know that my, my funnel is completely optimized prior to me sending in uh, traffic. Now, that's kind of a different way to think about that. And typically, businesses haven't really been presented with that from, from marketing agencies or these outside marketers. They're just more, they know how to get people to your website. Right. That's what that's what these agencies and stuff are really, really good at. 
either creating content or driving in traffic. But there's very few folks who actually spend the time on how do we really automate the website and leverage the website to be kind of the best salesperson of the whole. Like your, your website should be the best salesperson for your business, hands down. Those, those, this machine should work and then hand off these leads to your salespeople and your salespeople should just you know, call them up and close the deal. And in between that opt-in and the close, they should see testimonials from you and all of this. Um, like there's, there's certain ways to build all of these components, but, uh, just to bring it back to what you said early, it, it's always wise to spend your time at the bottom first, because that's literally where your money is. You want to, you want to, you know, optimize your business for sales, not, not like website traffic, right? For sure. So, um, you kind of hit on some things there. And the one thing is I was watching you, I think it was on LinkedIn live and I was like, man, I got to get Jason on the podcast. Cause this is great stuff for our contractors. Um, and you were talking about thank you pages and yes. I think that's a big thing as well. Like contractors have to realize that every call to action on their website, isn't going to be, Hey, do you want to buy a roof? Hey, do you want to put a new pool in? Hey, do you need a new hot water heater? There's, there's going to be other call to actions that hopefully down the road end up leading to that sale. Uh, let's talk about some of those call to actions and how important that thank you page is and why that's so important. Yeah, that's a, that's a great, that's a great talking point. Um, and yeah, I, this is probably, so the two most important components to all of online marketing come down to tracking and conversions. And so this thank you page component has to do with these things called conversions. So think about it this way. Your website, if we, if we talk about your funnel again, your, your brand leads to your website, your website leads to the call to action, which is generally presenting these visitors with your offer. Uh, whether And then the call to action is just like, hey, book a phone call. Um, request a quote, schedule a time to connect. If somebody takes that action, we need to understand if they took that or not. And so what we're talking about with these thank you pages is this, all funnels need an endpoint. So we need to know, like if, if we're sending people into our, if, to our website, did, did, is the funnel working or is it not? And what I would normally say is like, if people are kind of confused about the call to action or this offer thing, what I would say is, is think about it this way. If there is one thing that people can do on your website that is going to make your business money, think about tracking that first. Okay. Uh, for my, you know, for most businesses, it's book a phone call, right? That's kind of, uh, that's kind of it or request a quote. They're, they're filling out a form on your line or on your website, or they are requesting a quote. If somebody takes that action, you want to redirect them to a thank you page. It's because on this thank you page, it's basically telling your backend system or your data like, yes, this person actually opted in. And when you create these endpoints, then you can actually start, let me back up. So these endpoints are called conversions. So if somebody comes to your website and they convert, that means they've taken an action that is probably going to lead to more revenue or more profit for your business. And so you're trying to really identify what are these, what are these endpoints and which ones actually bring you the most money. And then what you can do once you create these endpoints is then you can start to connect the, the clicks that you're sending out there to the conversions. And so that's the most important part about all of this. Like you have to establish this baseline of tracking. Uh, and what I mean by that is, is there should not be any guesswork. I, I shouldn't say there should not be. There should be very little guesswork when it comes to your digital marketing efforts because like this is different than a billboard and no shame to billboards, right? I don't want to say that, right? No shame to radio ads or any of that. There's a place for all of this kind of stuff. Uh, 
However, when you're talking about clicks and clicks coming to your website and online marketing, you should know your direct ROI, often down to the penny, because you can connect a click from Facebook all the way to that conversion. You can connect a click from your newsletter or organic or whatever. Like as long as you are sending clicks into your website, you can track whether they convert or not. And the way that you do that is ultimately through these thank you pages because you know, you're not gonna organically navigate to the thank you page on a website uh, until you take an action, right? If I buy something online, the, the last page is always a thank you page. And I'm not gonna hit that thank you page until I buy something, right? So it's, it is the de facto endpoint. And it's on this page where you're, you're deploying like your snippets or your conversions that tell Facebook, yes, this ad worked or YouTube that yes, this ad worked. And here's the other part. If you do that enough, you are training the AI of Facebook and you're training the AI of YouTube. And you say, hey, this person, this click, actually came all the way through my funnel and they actually converted. And if you do that enough times, you're training the AI, you're training the, the, uh, the platforms to go find people who act and look just like this. And so you're actively training. You're saying, yep, this is, this is what I'm looking for and this is uh, where they're going to get. And let me expand on this one more time. The beautiful part about this is you should then know your ROI. Because if you're spending $10 or $20 or $100 a day on Facebook ads and you can connect how many leads are actually hitting that thank you page, then that's easy math, right? And math and digital, like your data lines up very well with money. So that gives you a good indicator of, okay, I need to spend more money on Facebook or I need to spend more money on YouTube or Google ads or any of this thing. So it really does all boil down to conversions and uh, that conversion is your thank you page. Awesome. So I'm going to try to wrap this up with a nice little bow and my lack of digital marketing expertise here, but we've got, so we've got our funnels and, you know, high level, we want, we want to drive traffic to our website. Hopefully we have a great brand and hopefully we're getting traffic driven to our website. And we want to, I, I love your analogy of, we want to be listening to what's going on on the website because there's, there's more than just that one page, you know, people are going different places and, Let's say they don't hit, you know, a thank you page date the first time they hit there. But now we've listened and we kind of have a concept of, you know, maybe what they're interested in. There's got to be some patterns we can probably start to figure out. Mm -hmm. Well, now we start serving them up the appropriate retargeted ads. And if I'm understanding correctly, I want that retargeted ad to send them directly to the link where they're going to be able to schedule that appointment, book the call, whatever that conversion is for us, I'm sending them right there. Like, hey, last time you were on our website, for some reason you missed this page, but boom, it's right in front of you now. Fill this out. Here's your thank you page. And now we've we've got some numbers that we can look at and convert. Is that, you know, a super high level, obviously, not technical, but is that kind of the ultimate goal of uh, what these guys should be looking for? Yeah. Um, yes, I should say. So you can... So two ways to think about this would be if somebody visited your website, you could either just bring them back to your general website or you could bring them back to the, the area where your call to action is, like you're presenting them with the offer. And exactly that, it's like, hey, we know you visited our website. Here's what we, here's what we offer. And the really, the really powerful thing about once you understand this digital marketing game is you can say, I only want to advertise the people who hit my website. Or you could say, I only want to advertise to the people who hit these pages and they've qualified themselves. Oftentimes I refer to like these things or these like 
the contact us form is a qualifying page. Like you've qualified yourself if you're looking at other pages. Like for company cam, if you're looking at the pricing and you're doing this other, like that's, you're qualifying yourself. Uh, you're, you're, so yeah, you're, like you said earlier, you're, you're sort of listening for where there's the most intent on your website. And so uh, what I was kind of referring to earlier is if, if you have this digital marketing game, you can say, hey, I'm willing to not spend money on people who've never been to my website before. I only want to spend the people who've hit this page or this page or this page. And if they hit this thank you page, then exclude them. So you're literally only spending money on your hottest leads at this point. And that's like the beautiful part of, of, um, of digital marketing is you can, especially retargeting, remarketing, like it should be your best ROI and that revenue should probably pay for the rest of your advertising. Um, like I said, I've spent um, hundreds of thousands of dollars to date so far and it's almost without a shadow of a doubt, it's, at least if in the service-based industry, if you're spending money on retargeting ads, that's the best money that you'll ever spend. Can't say that, you know, as a categorical, like uh, always, this is always true, but from what I've seen and over the past few years, like it's, it's, it has been true. So I, the fact that if you go and search, like I said, for Nike shoes or something along those lines, um, and then just watch all the, the you know, the ads that you're going to get served up. My, my gut says that it's, it's categorically true that, you know, this is, this is where it's at, but we'll, we'll leave it as we were pretty confident in the service space. Let me ask you this question um, because that, that answer kind of brought me to another thought. So I'm a big believer in having good content on your website. Mm -hmm. You know, how do I make sure that my house is prepared for winter? That's perfect for nearly every contractor that's going to have work in a, you know, area that has a winter season. Mm -hmm. Can I serve up ads in multiple ways. So can I say, hey, these are my hottest ad leads. I wanna, I wanna get them, I think they're close to needing an appointment. I wanna serve up an ad that's ready to get them to an appointment. But then maybe these other people that I listened to them, they didn't hit you know, the contact us page or they didn't hit this page, but man, they read a bunch of my blogs or they did this. Can I serve up different ads to them on Facebook? Is that something that I can do? Yeah, that's a great question. At this point, we're entering the discussion of audience segmentation. So, and this is this is um, this is getting a little bit more technical, but this is where the money is. Um, and I really like that you brought up the idea of like just like Nike shoes, right? If you look at e-commerce, they have this figured out because the the whole funnel is just optimized for sales, right? That's what it is. And so, if you see other like these e-commerce funnels doing it, then then it's obviously working. Uh, but to your question specifically, yeah, what you're able to do is, um, and I'm going to try to make this as understandable as possible. Essentially what you're doing when you're creating, um, remarketing and retargeting is you're trying to build these little buckets, these audiences. Um, and what you're doing is essentially you're, you're saying, Hey, what event is occurring? An event is a capital E word. Basically it's the things that are happening on your website. Most of the time it's like, did they load this certain page? Right? So did they look at this certain page? And then how many days uh, since then did they do it? So I always kind of think about what was the event and how many days since that event occurred. And so if they hit your website, you can kind of say, I wanna show these folks an ad or testimonials between days one and seven. Uh, and then I wanna show them something a little bit different on days eight through 14 or something like that. And so you can bucket people in different ways and then you can program your ads to say, hey, I want this more to just be kind of like a, 
a lead warming or not, excuse me, not a lead warming campaign, but just like a brand awareness. You're just staying top of mind to these individuals. And then if you want to be a little bit more aggressive with the people who've qualified themselves and maybe you want to present a special offer or something like that. Yeah. You can just segment these, these ads in different ways. Um, and that's one of the most fun ways I feel like of, I feel like that is not fun. I shouldn't say that. Um, because I think what people care about is making money. So if making money is fun, then, then this is how it works. When you start to kind of think that way and you're like, okay, I'm willing to, to give these ads on week one and these ads on week two, what that's going to tell you over time is it going to tell you how long do you need to be advertising to the people who fit your website? Maybe it's 14 days, maybe it's 21 days, um, but it's going to give you a good indicator of how long should I spend uh, this retargeting marketing money? Because you got to remember this, Facebook, Google, YouTube, all of that, they'll take your money. So you have to be wise about this. You have to be wise with how often people are seeing your ads. Um, you know, you don't want to oversaturate their, their social feed or anything like this. Um, but yes, to, to kind of bring it close to the question that you asked. Yeah, you can really segment what, when you segment audiences, you're able to deliver segment specific marketing to those audiences. And the more time that you spend building these little buckets, uh, the better your ROI is probably going to be. I love it. Let's, uh, I think content here was spot on. Great, great stuff. I think this is, you know, obviously this isn't going to be like, oh, I listened to Jason on the company cast and now I'm ready to go. But I think hopefully this opens eyes to, you know, go out and learn some of these things and mm -hmm. either make yourself and put yourself in a position that you can do it yourself or find those people that you can actually hire the correct person, you know, cause it's easy when you're hiring people to work for your, co your company and you're like, well, I'm, I'm a roofing company. Have you ever put, yep. I got seven years of experience in putting shingles on. Okay. Like I can check this out and it's easy, but you've got to know a little bit when you're going to go hire these third parties as well to help you. And so hopefully this gives at least enough guidance to um, do that. Uh, Jason, what I would love to do is I'd love to have you back on for another episode because we talked, a, you know, we brushed on like Facebook and YouTube and it, I, I know you're big on LinkedIn. There's a lot of areas there. And I think that we could even set, segment some of these out to where like, these are the type of people you're going to find on LinkedIn. These are the type of people to target on Facebook. Um, and then just some common mistakes that companies make because we've all heard of them, you know. And so I'd love to dive into that. So if you're open to it, I'd love to have you back on for a, a future episode and we will we'll dive into, you know, what are the platforms, what are some strategies that maybe are specific to those platforms um, and then the ultimate of uh, common mistakes. So thanks for everyone joining us and we will uh, talk to you guys next time. This episode of The Company Cast is brought to you by Company Camp. Company Cam makes it a point to work well with the existing software and processes you already have in place. Check out companycam.com to see if they integrate with the software you're using and sign up today.